What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is Hello and welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth. Truth. Uh, I had an, a, a, an uncomfortable moment the other day. I, I didn't feel too uncomfortable, but I told Courtney about it, and she's like, that's it would make me feel like it gives me the heebie-jeebies like <laughs> so last week i uh, had an opportunity to show a local business owner you guys know this a property that we all own downtown and uh we walked around i showed him every building that we have downtown we we bought like the strip of buildings it's old built old decrepit buildings that need a lot of work and we've been working on them and we're trying to get some restaurants and some people that you know, love business and that want to bring that area up. Uh, we have a vision and we need other people to help with that. So we looked at all the buildings. That was last week. I was in there Monday, two days ago, and I happened to go in there. I was looking for something like a piece of wood I could use at another property or something that I needed. And I just thought, well, I'm going to go upstairs here. I don't even know why. I kind of just enjoy being up there. So there's like a loft. So I go upstairs, and the first thing I notice is that a piece of wood was moved. There was a piece of wood on the stairs. It's still on the stairs, but it was moved. And then I look up. Ghost. I look up, and there's a ladder on this piece of wood. This piece of wood is uh, it's like a 2 by 12 There's a ladder leaning up against the wall going to nowhere. So my first thought is, which one of my construction guys has been in here working on this place or doing something, but I haven't given anybody else a key besides y'all? Like, y'all are the only ones who actually have a key to this place. So I walk up, and I look to my left, and I'm like, that doesn't look right. There's a bunch of trash there initially, and it's still there, but now it's all bagged up, and the... The material and supplies that were there are all piled up neatly in the corner. I walk a little further, and I was thinking, like, this place is clean. Somebody swept here. Huh. And then I see some some stain that was left there. Some stain had been spilled. And then I walk over a little bit further, and there's this little baseball bat that had been stained. And I keep walking into the next room, and there's a sleeping bag in the closet. Somebody found them a little place to stay. Sounds like it. Yeah. And they cleaned the place up a little bit. They swept the entire place. It was nasty. They swept the entire loft with a broom that's like eight inches wide. Wow. Massive amounts of dirt they cleaned up. Wow. And had a nice little area with a sleeping bag and a, and a dresser in a closet. How did they get in? The backside of the building... To the side of it, they leaned a piece of wood up on top of like a a chair and climbed up it, got on that roof, and one of the windows was unlocked. Came through the window. <laughs> I could see the footsteps on the roof. Really? Wow. Yeah. So they're going in and out right there. They were. They locked the window. Yeah, windows are locked. Did you put their sleeping bag outside? I didn't, but I kind of <laughs> felt. also thought like I should probably leave them a note and say thank you. It was really nice of them to clean the place up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. How about that? that that's that would interesting. That, that would that would be uncomfortable. You know. Yeah. Poor guy. Don't have a sleeping bag now, though. 
He does. <laughs> <laughs> he got I'm gonna put it out. Yeah, I'm gonna put it outside for him. He can climb back on the roof and get it. Welcome to the uncomfortable truth. Uh, Sean is going to be the man on the mic today. Brandon, we open some prayer. Yep. Father, uh, thank you for this time to come together and uh, be purveyors of your truth, Lord, the only truth. Lord, let us uh, do everything we can to share your word in a way that uh, is pleasing to you and to you only. Uh, be with Sean as he speaks whatever's on his heart and let it uh, <coughs> pierce anyone else's heart that's listening to either strengthen their relationship and walk with you or to draw them into wanting to know what it's like to have a relationship with you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So out of Psalms 27, 1, um, which is um, the verse I wrote my devotional off of this morning, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold in my life. Of who shall I be afraid? So, when you think about strongholds, a lot of people, they don't automatically think about the Lord is my stronghold. You know, they're thinking about what has a strong, what, what has a hold of me? What, what's my stronghold in my life? Well, my auto, the automatic thing that I go to is not the Lord. I just got to be honest with you guys. <laughs> I'm automatically thinking um about the ne- the negative things in my life, you know, that have a that have a hold of me, uh, the, the things like uh, my anger or my um, something like um, uh, in a business, you know, that I'm working or maybe I need maybe I'm not hitting my numbers uh, in the insurance industry. Uh, you know, maybe I'm not selling enough apps. Uh, you know, I'm automatically thinking, man, that's got a hold of me. It's controlling anything and everything in my life and all my thoughts, my thought process and it's very, very frustrating whenever something has a has a hold of you, right? And uh, so, I'm just, you know, it's it's hard to think that, you know, the Lord. It's hard to think about, hey, the Lord is who is who my stronghold's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like God has you in the palm of His hand at all times. He's the stronghold on your life, and um, you know, I guess you know, right now for me. I think that my biggest stronghold, you know, uh, I I wish I could sit here and tell you guys, it is it is the Lord, you know that that's who it is. But that's that's not my biggest stronghold right now. You know, right now my biggest stronghold personally is uh, uh, is f- my focus on how to make my businesses work. Uh, how to get uh, any debt that we have paid off, how to uh, make sure that uh, I'm, a, I'm uh, achieving this financial freedom. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, for that has been my ultimate, I, I think, stronghold over my life for, for a minute now. And, uh, and it hasn't been, you know, total surrendering to the Lord and allowing him to be the stronghold in my life, you know. And I feel like that a lot of Christians struggle with that. A lot of Christians are not allowing God to be the stronghold in their life the way that verse um, explains that we're supposed to. And, uh, you know, so, you know, one, I guess, just to kind of open it up for discussion, what kind of strongholds do you all struggle with in your own life? And uh, is it, uh, have you, you know, totally surrendered your stronghold to the Lord? And is it, is he the stronghold in your life or is it, uh, or is it out, 
you know, outward circumstances and influence, like your careers and other things that you've allowed to creep in and become, uh, you know, your so-called stronghold. And uh, anyway, uh, I guess I, I just don't want to feel like I'm on an island over here by myself. So. <laughs> we'll join you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're not. Here. You're on the mainland. We're, we're there <laughs> with you or we're on the island with you. I, I That's very enlightening, man, because, I, like, when I think of stronghold, too, I'm with you. Like, I think of the things that are holding me that shouldn't shouldn't be holding me. And the Lord's like, and it's always a good reminder, and this is what we get from being in the Word, is Psalms 27.1 that you just said, like, the Lord should be our stronghold. Well, first of all, we got to change our perspective on what that word means, or maybe that is what it means. And we have these other things that are, are holding us, and we should let the, we should be so locked into the Lord that that he is our stronghold I, I think that is what it means yeah okay yeah I, th- I think that the Lord is telling us that we shouldn't be putting these things in his place stronghold to me uh like I looked it up initially feels negative yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it does yeah for sure so the the definition of stronghold is a place of security or survival okay so if you go to the Hebrew Migdal Oz is a Hebrew name for God, meaning my strong tower or stronghold. Mm-hmm. Hold means bad in our brain in American words, yeah. but in the English language, but it's in Hebrew, they're fortified defensive structures or a place that is in a position of strength and safety. Strongholds. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have yeah. been used throughout history to provide refuge so from enemies. So could, could that be uh, money? Oh, yeah. I mean, You've, I think it's where it? do you put your focus mm-hmm. and trust? It's kind of, and I'm glad you brought it up because I've always read Stronghold. If you're around people who are teaching you how to learn from the Bible, they will always do word searches. Mm -hmm. Have y'all noticed that? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Because our American language is not always on point to what the Bible was meaning. Mm -hmm. Because Stronghold means, I've always thought it to be something bad. Could it be? Yeah. But biblically speaking, from the Lord, it's our place of refuge. Yeah. Um, but whenever, could it be money? I, whenever yeah. I said money, I'm thinking like, um, yeah, a sense of security. One hundred percent. Right. I agree. Um, so I need to go make a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. You know. I'm with you. I mean. Yep. Yep. Um, when and, has uh, that ever? And Obi, you and I had this conversation last night. Sean and I had this conversation a couple nights ago. I fell and, and left out. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> What nobody what, calls you when what, they're going through life circumstances? What that is, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> what, what we all call you at some point. Yes. <laughs> what prompted um, my thought process on this on this discussion was Sunday. Uh, our pastor uh, starts going through a ten week uh, series of the Ten Commandments, and he talks about how a lot of uh, biblical scholars uh, say that. That commandments one, commandments two through nine, are pretty much strictly a addition to commandment one, and there's really one commandment, and that and that all of the other commandments fall underneath the umbrella of commandment number one, uh, which it, it, for those that aren't familiar with the Ten Commandments, commandment number one is uh, I should not have no other gods besides me you know god is the only god in your life and he then begins going into a discussion about what a worldly or earthly god may be and 
um, that's that's when it all kind of came, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that to, makes to, a lot of sense to to a to a head because there's so many, you know, there's so many things. I I came to the point, and this would be a great discussion because I would love to know y'all's take on it, and I'm not taking over your talk, Sean, but your take on, like, in my mind, if there's something that I'm obsessing over or that I'm having a hard time, a very difficult time uh, letting go of or if it's something that I just really focus on um, on a day in, day out, that's my primary thing that I'm looking at. Biblically speaking, according to our pastor, that can very quickly become an idol, and it can be a god to mm-hmm. us. And and um, and if that's the case, I feel like that you know we need to really re- reevaluate our <laughs> our thoughts, you know, because because I know how we all are, and 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 you guys are a lot like me, and in, in in the way that you think, particularly about you know allowing uh, about business and and what we need to do in order to keep those things thriving and doing well and 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 like sean said he used the word financial freedom i feel like that that's all four of our goals in some degree and and so are those goals uh not only are they lined up with god's goals for our life but are they overstepping on god are they becoming the place that God we think will provide us security sure, and protection, which I think is kind of how you started mm-hmm. on. And stronghold. I, yeah, the stronghold. of, And it's a misplaced stronghold, right? Yeah. I think for all of us that we can really start fueling that fire and not in a good way. Um, I mean, I think about any anything that I've ever, I, I always think about alcohol for me, I just basically made it an idol over a long period of time. It became the thing that I sought refuge in for happiness, sadness, anger, disappointment, jubilee, frustration, any emotion you can imagine as an as a human. It's where my energy went was to alcohol or my thought process because it had become an idol, which I really like your first commandment thought process and what the pastor said. If you just try this today. Get to the end of the day and think about where the majority of your thoughts on a on a percentage we're locked in on, you know, how much of your time was spent focusing on money, financial freedom, relationships, or the Lord. I mean, that's a pretty good barometer of where your mind is. Right. And, and I know it, where it, mine's at normally. <laughs> right. And so what do you do about that? You know, um, I mean, you, do, you, do you go to AA class? Yeah. Do you, do you admit, Lord, I haven't been putting you first? Yeah. And and you uh, start taking practical steps to try and change that? You I, know? Think, I think you stop before that even, and you recognize there's nothing that you can do on your own. Nothing. It is literally, Lord, I need you every second of the day, and thank you, Lord, that you never change. It's literally the direction I'm going or not going that changes. Your constant stronghold. You 100%. Know? <clears throat> there's so many, like, there's so many things that that we think about 
every day. Like you spend most of the time in your own head. Like so your 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 greatest asset is who am I spending that time with in my own head, mm-hmm. right? And and the way our brains and the way our brains work is you're actually only spending about 5 5 to 10% of your time on conscious thoughts. The rest of it is unconscious and those are habits that we've built over time based on ourselves. So recently I've been waking up just naturally around 5:30 or 6 every day and my and what's waking me up is my unconscious thoughts becoming conscious. Mhm. And so, and those are about business and what I'm doing. That's not good. I'm really convicted about that. They should be on how I can advance God's kingdom. But there's things that that we're going to have to do. Like you said, we've got to give it all to God, but we have to be intentional about giving it all to God because those unconscious thoughts that just go on, on and on and on and how our bodies run is not something that just breaks like that. Like you have to create new pathways. Let me give you an example of habits. Yeah, let me give you an example of conscious and unconscious. Okay. Your conscious tells your your unconscious to, can tell your conscious or your conscious can tell your unconscious what to focus on. Give you an example. What's your hand resting on right now? Okay, you weren't thinking about it, but what's your thumb touching and how does it feel? Like now your your thought goes to that. You're driving in your car and the sun's hitting you. How's that feel on your face? You weren't thinking about it. It was there, but you weren't thinking about it. That was unconscious, but it's mm-hmm. conscious now. How does the steering wheel feel on your fingers? Um, is there white noise in the room that you're in? Like all these things are now brought to your conscious. We have to be very intentional about what's going in on in our brains at every moment so that we don't get to a point like where I'm at right now, and I feel like you guys probably deal with some of this too, where we can't shut our brains off because we haven't given that to the Lord and we haven't taught our brains how to handle that information that's constantly twirling around in there. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's Deep it. Thought. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah that's, I mean, but that's it. Um, you know, we, I feel like that we get, we get so like enamored. Yeah. And our, our habits become so, it's almost like we have acted in a way that maybe maybe it's pulled us out of very difficult situations most of our adult lives maybe in business maybe whatever we've we've had that that tenacity we've had mm-hmm. it's like we've we've operated in this realm of how we're supposed to do things and here's the thing we think if we don't operate this way then we're going to fail. It all falls apart. Everything falls apart. It goes it, it go it goes away. This doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. None of this happens. And we in in those situations where I wouldn't have done what I did, we maybe we wouldn't even be here today if mm-hmm. I if I hadn't done that. And so you're saying we're self-centered. I'm yeah. s- 100% that yeah. is what. For sure. We all are. Yeah. What it's is not, what it's, it's what is not, the root of self-centeredness? Where where did it start? Adam in a, and Eve in the garden. <laughs> the minute that the garden. they thought that they knew better than God, right? And so sure. I think we spend a whole lot of time focusing on the problem. I'm talking to myself instead of recognizing the real focus is on the only solution, right? Because yeah. we'll beat ourselves up over what we're not doing well. Like Sean started with, I know I struggle with this. Instead of us focusing on What's the solution? It's mm-hmm. the immovable, never changing, omniscient, omnipresent, almighty, all powerful Yahweh. 
if I keep my eyes on him, all this other crap, even if it's good for us in our world, will make its way to him if he wants it to. Yeah. That's where that over and over and over and over going back to that, that's where that, that new habit is created. Yeah. I am not this thought that I'm having, Lord. You know, I mean, you think this about is the, not healthy, Lord. Yes. You think about David, and he wrote a lot of the Psalms, right? Mm-hmm. David was pursued to be killed by Saul over and over again. Okay? David did not live a life of just great choices and doing what God wanted him to all the time. He was one of the greatest sinners in the Bible, but he's also a man after God's own heart. That God said that. Nobody else said that. God called him that. Mm. And he wrote the psalm. So I think the habit is, I think of that little old lady who just, you know, is hitting her knees the minute anything is happening or before it happens because she's developed that habit to know that God's will is the only way. Everything else will will work out the way it's supposed to. That's good stuff. Where are you putting your stronghold? Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's your stronghold in? In the Lord, baby. Yeah, that's good. That's Amen. It, that's where it needs to be. Yep. Thanks for joining us today. Hit those buttons at the bottom. Help us reach more people for Jesus. Go kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.